I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. I'm Allison. This is Kara. And we've got Connor and Clay back again, round two. If you listened to our last episode, we have our boyfriends on to talk about some fun topics. So what do you guys want to say? Quick hello. Connor's pushing Margo wants to say hello. Oh, I know. And we've got Margo. You can probably hear the breathing. Um, Our dog, our German shepherd, Margo, is in the background. She was very quiet for the first episode. We're going to see how she does this one. She's going to get a little antsy. (laughs) She's like two episodes today. (laughs) She's not having it. So technically this is kind of like part two. Uh, Part one was more about like sobriety, cutting back on drinking, our relationship and history with drinking. So go ahead and check that one out. And then this one, we're going to kind of segue into the healthy lifestyle aspect that evaluating our relationship with drinking has led us to since it's all tied in together. But first, before we get into that, um, we would like to do Clay and Connor's peak of the week. Clay, take it away. I'm going first. Okay. So (laughs) I am really big into CrossFit. For those who don't know what it is, it's a combination of like strength endurance training and Olympic weightlifting and gymnastics movements. So I, this week, hit a PR, um, a personal record on a lift called the Snatch. It's 
arguably like one of the most technical lifts and I hit 205 and I was incredibly stoked about it because previously uh, it was like a 20 pound PR. My previous best was 185. So it was not a small jump. It was a big jump and uh, I felt fantastic afterwards. That sober mind, baby. Amen. (laughs) All right. Connor. Margot got fixed 10 days ago and she was in a complete purgatory quarantine of not doing anything active. And she was driving us absolutely crazy (laughs) with her activity level. And Monday that was lifted and she's been a lot more enjoyable of a a pet. That's good. (laughs) Having a needy pet is the worst. We don't know anything about that. Uh, Ghost and Peach never had never. been needy. Never. Ever. <laughs> Did you see the TikTok we made of like, is Peach just being needy oh. or do we just forget to feed her again? We like got home from that walk and it was like nine o'clock and then she was like <laughs> she was being staring. Needy. Yeah. And we were like, oh my God, we literally like forgot to feed her after we just made a video about forgetting to feed her. So terrible. <laughs> um, I love that TikTok. I was dying. Actually, we both watched it together. Me and Connor, we were dying laughing. That was my favorite part was like peach on it and then ghost. <laughs> I, we watched it like three times. I was just Aww. laughing so hard at the peach part. <laughs> peach was much funny. more uh, photogenic than ghost was. Well, we'll go ahead and read um, some listeners peak of the week. And a reminder, send in your peak of the week on our Instagram. That we're already friends. Glorious Grace said that her flight got canceled for two days, but consciously decided to feel optimistic. Oh, like that's really awesome. Oh, it is a conscious decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, happy for you for doing that because sometimes that's way easier said than done. Remember when our flight got canceled and we were in Columbia <laughs> and we got a free hotel and they set us up in a suite with king size beds and we were like bopping around everywhere. That was actually really fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think at first we were a little bummed, but then we're like, wait, this is so fun. Yeah, we were like, um, can we be on like the delayed, delayed list? Like we'll just keep staying here. Yeah. I can't make a TikTok about that. That just reminded me of that. Such a fun experience. Oh yeah. You were like, this is how we met our friend Will. (laughs) One of my first TikToks is literally about our Columbia trip from getting delayed. And you can see me in that video because I, okay, I flew to New York from Omaha went out because Kara was like at home packing. What do you know? I got like belligerently drunk out in New York City with some of my friends. So I was morbidly hungover on this flight and I was like trying not to puke into this bag this like whole time. And when we got off the flight, I puked on the tarmac, well, into a bag on the tarmac. (laughs) All the way to Columbia before we got delayed on the way out. But yeah. In in the background was this guy named Will of like me dying, (laughs) but we didn't realize him at the time because I was dying. And then we go through our whole Columbia trip, 10 days. And then he happened to be on our flight back and we were like, that's the same guy that was in the back of our video. Of the video me took. awesome. I have Allison almost throwing up on the plane while we were landing. (laughs) It was amazing. Really. Yeah, and we never would have met him if our flight didn't get delayed a whole day. A whole day. Because we all went to dinner, like all of us stranded people at the hotel with our vouchers that the airline gave us. That's so fun. It was actually a great setup. That was so fun. I know. Hope Will is doing well. Hey, Will. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Clay, do you have the... (laughs) So this is from uh, Lissa S. And I love this so much because it's so closely resonates with me and something that happened recently. But she said, I put my two weeks in at my nine to five job. And I say that is awesome because clearly you were not having fun at that nine to five job and life is very short. 
and not worth it to do something for that much time of the day and not have any fun or any value doing it. So love the choice that you made. Go out, live your best life, do what's right for you. Don't let anybody criticize you or make you think that you made the wrong choice. That's like a follow-up peak of the week for you. In a, oh, a yeah, quick sentence, you can tell them what happened. Yeah, literally a week and a half ago, um, I recently separated with my nine to five job as well. And I did not enjoy it uh, on a day-to-day basis. So it was a great thing for me. Stoked for you. It was awesome. I was like in the kitchen making coffee <laughs> and I had a feeling that he was going to quit. And then I hear the door creak and it's like, in the morning and I'm like, this is not, this is not happening right now. I was so excited. And he comes in and I was like, you did it. And we like high five and we had a moment in the kitchen and it was just funny. Cause it was like a Tuesday at it was a great moment. Nine. And then I what? immediately texted Kara. <laughs> yeah. I, you're like, I have information. And I was like, what's going on? I was like, is she pregnant? What's going on? I've got the tea. And then that was, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. I know you guys have big things in store. So I'm very yes. excited for you, Clay, to see what the next month, three months, year brings. Thank you. I am too. Very, very ecstatic and optimistic about it. I just want to do something that I feel value from on a day-to-day basis. You, you know, you can see something and feel accomplished for it, you know, rather than just like, oh, I went in and I put my time in. Life's too short in order to do something that you don't enjoy doing. I mean, I think you can day. elaborate on that. Being that this is like a healthy lifestyle episode. So being in that job was like not calling your purpose or making aligning with things that you wanted to do, such as like sitting down all day. Do you want to dive into more of why you feel like that wasn't? Yeah. I I had nothing against the company that I worked with. Um, I loved all the people that I worked with. It wasn't a bad job per se. Personally, it was just a job that I excelled at and I did really well, but that's what I felt about it at the end of the day when I would come home. I mean, every single day, Allison would be like, how was your day today? I did. And then I'd be like, well, you tell me about yours first. And then she would list off all these amazing things that she did. And then she'd be like, okay, you tell me about yours now. And I wasn't trying to be negative by any means, but I would just be like, well, I sat at a desk and I looked at the computer screen um, and I did the same thing that I did yesterday. And nine times out of 10, that would be my response of like, it was just the same as it was yesterday. And I didn't, after just a certain period of time, it just started to weigh down and weigh down more and more. And from a mental standpoint, it was, it was just like, what am I doing? Why I don't have anything that I can like hold this tangible value towards, you know, other than monetary assets of getting paid for doing the work that I was doing. So yeah, I feel way more optimistic and, and excited uh, about the future now, which is nothing that, which is something that like I never really had in the first place. And that's literally what life is all about. If you're doing something and you're not happy on a day-to-day basis, then you're doing something wrong. Uh, and nobody could convince me differently of that. Yeah, for sure. Because when you look back, your day-to-day is your history. That That is your life. You're going to spend half the day, essentially half the day working and then half the day sleeping with a little bit of free time mixed in between there. So you might as well make sure that half that day working is fun. And that's not to dog on nine to fives, like totally fine, nothing against them. But if it's not serving you and making yeah. you happy at the end of the day, then evaluate. Sorry, I just yeah. uh, <laughs> well, hijacked I think- the intro. No, exactly what you said. That ties in perfectly to today's topic, which is just kind of us talking about what habits we've implemented to live a healthier lifestyle. I always tell people like after college, I feel like is when I gained all these healthy habits. So if you're still in college or still trying to figure out different ways you can be happier, healthier, that's totally fine. It literally took me till I was 25 to get some of these, I don't know, 
daily routines and stuff. But yeah, we're just kind of going to have a open conversation about what we like to do to be happy and healthy. And then we'll even talk about how we live a happy, healthy relationship and answer more questions from you guys about relationships and all that bit. So did you guys want to talk about maybe, I don't know, your day-to-day lives, what you do to optimize your health and feel good? Sure. You start. Okay. Well, I used to wake up at a loving like 10 o'clock in the morning, Clay can vouch. If if I was getting up before eight, like something was happening, but that was also because I was staying up to like three, four o'clock in the morning. So I think the first thing that I did was get a sleep routine in. And I don't even think I had a good sleep routine when we started this podcast, because I think one of my resolutions was like develop a morning routine and sleep more. So that changed everything, getting enough night's sleep. Now we both kind of get up at the same time every day. And that helped a lot because we our sleep was really disrupted when, you know, Clay's alarm is going off at 4.35 and then he's getting up or I'm coming into bed at 2 a.m. waking him up. So now we're just kind of in sync and we're doing 75 hard. So I won't get all into that now, but if you know the program, it's definitely a healthy lifestyle program. Yeah. Two things that I, the sleep hundred percent, some people might think that they're able to function on a small number of hours of sleep. Just go ahead and look at some of the studies and you're lying to yourself. You might think that you can, there's actually like 0.5% of the population has this certain gene that allows them to function at a normal level with less hours of sleep, like around four hours of sleep, but it's literally 0.5% of the entire population. So maybe you're part of that 0.5%, but most likely you're not. So get enough sleep each night. And I'm telling you, it'll set everything up for you to just feel better. Yeah. I literally have more hours in my day now that I actually sleep more. Productive hours. The restorative components that happen within your brain during sleep are incredible. And if you're cutting that short, then you're cutting your mental clarity and your mental sharpness in half in in 75%. Yeah. And what do you call it? Like your, when you don't eat junk food at the end of the day? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is there a word for it? I guess. Oh, yeah. What about you guys? I would love for Connor to talk about all the supplements (laughs) he takes. Something that he really got me into once he first started dating was taking vitamins and how deficient people are. And you have no idea. I think like what a majority of the US, 85% are magnesium deficient, like just things like that. So do you want to talk about all the supplements and things that you take, Connor? Oh God. <laughs> Not yeah. all of them. But like An hour like, and a half. No, I know. <laughs> um, literally like 800 things a day, but like how you got into it or like what benefits taking vitamins and supplements can have on your health. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, especially now in a normal like American's diet, we're just not getting the nutrients that that we need from our food that we used to get. Magnesium's a big one. I think it's bigger than eighty five percent. But you know, it's it's. I don't want to go in. I'm not a doctor and talk about like all the benefits it does. But if, if you're anxious, if you're having trouble sleeping, if you just like I had a very high resting heartbeat. I had two hip surgeries, which I'm not going to go into that, but uh, from basketball and like I would be laying in bed and like my heart would just be fluttering. And that's when I started taking magnesium like eight years ago. It's completely changed my like blood pressure, like heart rate. It's so much lower. So that's like the biggest one to me that if you're looking for like, if there's any supplement that I would be like, if I don't take this today, I will know that I didn't take it. And that's like some of them build up over time, but magnesium is like the biggest one to me. If I don't take it, I know I don't take it. 
Other ones, vitamin D deficiency. Vitamin D is important. Vitamin C, especially with pandemics and things going on, like just really important. The best, the best medicines, preventative medicine. The best way to get sick is to, or the best way to stay healthy is just to not get sick in the first place. To make sure you're getting sunlight, a good probiotic, keep the gut healthy, and that's oh, yeah. that was my big thing that I completely changed my health. Was what I just had. I had parasites in my stomach. I had all sorts of bad bacteria. I did testing to find out, you know, why and found a good probiotic to kind of regenerate the gut. And if you regenerate the gut, you regenerate your body. Yeah. Wait, I have a follow-up question with you about that. And figuring out that you had that in your gut, did you find that a lot of people have that problem? Because isn't it kind of common? I think like bad bacteria in the stomach is. I'm not sure how like parasites are. I I don't know where I got that. God knows. I don't want to think about it. It's kind of like gross <laughs> well, to think, think about. But other cultures, <laughs> they do this like, I think it's like mangoes or papaya. They do this cleanse like regularly to get the parasites out. I think they're like way more common than we think. How did you find out about yours, Connor? You lost a ton of weight and went to a doctor, right? Well, that was from the endoscopy, okay, but okay. I just did a test. Like it, my doctor like kind of specializes in gut health. I never really thought about it. I actually went to my allergist and told her I had food allergies when all this was going on. She told me that she didn't believe in food allergies, that it was probably like external allergies, in which point I got up and walked out of her office. Um, but I would have done the same. It was the most frustrating thing of my life. And then my new doctor, he tests like your stomach bacteria and and they can like tell what percentage is good, what percentage is kind of just living off you. And, you know, you got to sometimes take antibiotic, clean it all out. And then it's, it's a process eating clean and staying on top of the, a good absorbable probiotic. I love that you said that though, that the best medicine is like just not to even get sick because we have no medicine in our apartment. Like we don't even take Advil and we probably won't go into this now because it's not really appropriate at the time. But like I got off birth control about a year, and a, a half ago. A year ago, and a half. And I have never felt better not having that shit in my body. I cannot even tell you. Like my hormones are so much better. But yet we we take no medicine, nothing for anything. And I think that also helps you be more in tune because like you just said, if you don't have the magnesium, you know, you mm-hmm. can just it's like a sensor for your body. You like know what's going on when you don't have all this other shit in there. Like granted, I know there's people that have to take medicines for like other things, but a lot of times we're really quick to just like take an Advil when it's like, maybe you just need to drink some water. Maybe you need to like cut back on the caffeine or maybe you just literally haven't eaten a vegetable in like a week. Maybe putting more Advil in your body is not the fix. Yeah, it's a social environment where the convenience factor, right? Like everybody wants, I have pain somewhere. I want an immediate fix. Oh, well, let me go to the doctor and they're going to prescribe you medicine. And it's just so overlooked the daily life choices that you can make that not only like help that in the here and now moment, but also prevent that. Like, so you don't ever have to deal with it again. Like maybe look at your diet, maybe look at your sleep schedule, maybe look at your physical exercise routine. Like these are all choices that you can make and implement yourself, not having to spend money, not having to put a foreign substance in your body that was, you know, created by pharmaceutical company, which to make money are off just of trying to make money. It. Yeah. So I think people just try and jump to the easiest solution right away rather than looking at the changes that they themselves can make. And it's huge. It's huge what you can do for yourself and your own body. And I love that Connor, you did that. You could have been on what 
that machine or whatever you said yeah, instead the, of just fixing your food. Yeah, on the last episode, we talked about Connor's allergies and yeah, they try to prescribe you. They're like, yeah, you can keep eating the way you're eating. Clearly when all these foods are causing your throat to swell and, and cause you to choke. Acid reflux isn't a bad thing. You know, like if you think about it, the reason that acid reflux exists is because back in the day, if you'd eat the wrong thing, your body would say, hey, don't eat this anymore. Like that's why it's there. It's to warn you like, hey, we can't, use this don't eat it anymore but now we're like oh, tums I'll keep eating yeah. that and just keep hiding that masking it but you're not addressing that problem you're just masking it yeah and so with the whole supplement thing that's kind of like our one of our big healthy lifestyle things it's not to say that we don't believe in medicine because allison's so right like people have actual medical issues that require daily you know medicine to take care of and we're not doctors but just making sure that we're evaluating that we're not just covering up a problem. Like we're attacking the root of the problem. And I just feel like in 20 years, that's totally going to be the thing. We're like, we're like, wow, I can't believe we used to do that. Just like covering things up. And we've touched on that in another podcast episode, but just, I don't know, just making sure that you're addressing the root of issues and all that stuff. Yeah. Because otherwise when you put one bandaid on, you're just going to have to keep covering it more and more and more and more. Mm Mm-hmm. Could I make a little follow-up comment on the supplements? And not saying that you guys do this at all, but I think a lot of people make the incorrect assumption that if there, there's some people who are like nutrient deficient and actually have to take supplements, the only way to do it. But I think there's also a lot of people that say, oh, I'm just going to not eat food because I want to lose weight and I'm just going to get everything from supplements. You know, it's like, that's definitely not the way to do it. The best way to get those supplements into your body is by eating foods because there's other molecules and components within those foods that help those nutrients, like as an entourage effect, get into your body and be utilized in the correct way. So, okay. For someone who doesn't even really know what supplements are, don't tell people what they really are. Yeah. Such a wide array of what they can include. There's supplements for like nutrients and and health deficiencies. And then there's like a different category of supplements that a lot of people might think are the only supplements of like for weightlifting oriented. So like pre-workout, post-workout, amino acids, proteins. And those are all things that are like good and fine and you can definitely incorporate them. But that's exactly what there is. Look at the word themselves. It's called a supplement. It's a secondary factor for you to get those ingredients and nutrients into your body after food. So if you're eating a regular healthy diet and you're still missing out on something like the magnesium, you know, there's just certain, it's, it's really hard to find foods that are high in magnesium. I don't because even, I don't even know what they are. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So just don't take them and use them as the, as the primary source of, of where you're getting, you know, the shit that runs your body, the shit, the, the, all the stuff that makes your body function at a, at a proper, you know, reasonable level, get it mm-hmm. from food. Yeah, I think a rule that I heard someone say is try to get at least five colors, different colors of vegetables and fruits by lunch. And that's something I've been trying to do. And I feel like that's a really good rule of thumb because just by doing that alone, you're going to get tons of natural supplements, tons of good food in your body just by following that little rule. Obviously, yeah, again, not nutritionist or anything, but that was just something that's helped me. And some people yeah, have a harder, sorry, have a harder time to like absorb certain nutrients too. It's just genetically predispositioned. I mean, like my family has heart disease in it, you know, it just, it's not that they're passing down heart disease. They're passing down a nutritional deficiency that leads to heart disease that might be mm-hmm. magnesium. And, and most of my, I mean, like we play a little guessing game with Kara a little bit, but mine are usually like <laughs> tested and, you know, I know. you can I talk to your doctor. There are tests available that you can, you know, blood work, they can put it in to kind of understand what you need to be getting more of and 
yeah, Clay's 100% right. The best way to do it's food. Yeah. I want to tell our listeners, like, what's the best way to find out what they're deficient in? So it's going to a doctor, correct, and getting a blood test? Yeah. Okay, I need to do that. I like, I'm just guessing right now. It's just terrible based on what Connor's deficient in. I'm just like, in terms that. of like just having a healthy diet too, like if you just like cut out fast food and, and cut out all like the junks and snack food and focus on like eating vegetables, getting a lot of colors into your plate, eating whole grains, chances are you're not going to be very nutrient deficient in just about anything, you know, just focus on putting a wide variety of food into your body and you probably won't have to worry about going and getting a blood test done in order to figure out what your nutrient deficient in. Well, and your body will tell you. I yeah. can tell like if I haven't had enough protein or if I'm, there's times where I want my can of peas. There's probably a reason. There's probably something in the peas that I just really want more vegetables. Yeah. You know, um, what were we reading last night that how many people eat fast food? Oh my gosh. Every day. So I'm reading this book called Keep Sharp and it's all about like cognitive uh, decline and dementia later on in life. And the, essentially what you can do to combat that at the earlier age in life. And one of the five pillars is nutrition. And as he's talking about this, he was, he referenced a 2018 study. It didn't have a name of what the actual study was, but on average, Americans consume 163 grams of sugar a day, mm. which is 652 calories. And you think about that, that's for most people, an entire meal, you you consumed an entire plate of food that was just sugar. And all of that comes like from processed foods. It's incredible. If, if you just do a quick look at the labels of the foods that you're getting at the grocery store, like as a baseline, easy thing to do, and just look at the added sugars. And if it has a ton of added sugars to it, then you probably don't need to get it because they're taking out the nutrients that are actually in the food and they're just adding sugars to make it sweet. Um, There's so many things that are soul crushing. You're like, that shouldn't have had added sugar in it. Why did yeah. they put it in there? Like even like a healthy, what you're thinking is like, oh, this is just some vanilla coconut milk. Like even non-dairy, you think a vegan milk, they add all this sugar to try to make it taste better and be more appealing. So checking the labels and making sure there's no added sugar mm-hmm. for a lot of, even your staples, something like you're going to be putting that milk in multiple things throughout the day. And in terms of on top of that, like everybody is a carb heavy diet, you know, in Western society, carbohydrates are, are the biggest out of the macronutrients, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, carbohydrates dominate comparative to the other two. And what carbohydrates are is just glucose. It's simple sugars and it gets into your bloodstream in the form of glucose. So you already have a lot of sugar running through your blood. And then if you just add a bunch of added sugars onto that, essentially you have like an overload of sugar in your blood and your cells will, they have receptors that open up in order to suck in that glucose for its source of energy. But if you have so much into it, then your cells are like, whoa, dude, I don't, I don't need to eat right now. Like I'm full. I have enough energy that you have, but then that sugar is just still freely floating through your blood. And if you continue to just add and add and add and add and add, well, eventually your cells just like break down and they just close their receptors off and it leads to type two diabetes and it leads to heart issues and bad things, bad things for your body. It's scary. It's a nutrition is such a rabbit hole. Once you start going down, you're like, oh my God, I've been doing that. And that was horrible for me. And I thought I was doing the right thing. And oh, what was last night we were cooking, but I was like, you should eat a tablespoon of olive oil or like put it on your pasta. And I was like, why isn't olive oil bad for you? And Clay was like, no, it's super good for you. It's healthy fats. And I was like, olive oil? Like this whole time I've been thinking that like that container up there was just like terrible. Avoid it. Yeah. Yep. What advice, anybody that wants to answer this, would you have if someone 
wants to get more of a healthy lifestyle. Like, cause I feel like both of you, Clay and Connor have always been athletic. Clay playing football, Connor playing basketball. Do you feel like there was a moment where you just like got a little more healthier? Was it just getting more educated or what do you guys think? Uh, I don't know if sports definitely made me more active. I don't think they made me healthier. I think it's different. Like calories in, calories out, you know, is the whole thermodynamics of losing weight, gaining weight, building muscle. But I feel like there's a little bit more to it when it comes to like processed foods and health. Obviously you could eat a bag of chips and lose weight. Um, doesn't mean it's good for you. You're missing those nutrients. So I think research and learning and listening to your body, in my case, having a traumatic experience that forced me to change my life. I think like if you're looking to be healthier, I I've heard a good quote one time. It's like, what diet do you follow? I don't think there's like a specific diet that encompasses every single person. Like coconut is a perfect example. Like coconut's good for you. I can't eat it. Like it makes my throat close. My lips swell. I, I can't, my body can't use it. But like most diets agree with what overlaps that's bad and it's the sugars and the processed foods and you kind of can look at like five different diets and say okay they all say that i shouldn't eat corn syrup you know probably shouldn't eat corn syrup and do it that way yeah and there's not gonna be one size fits all maybe Mm -hmm. something like pescatarian works for you and something like that so i think just realizing that each person has their own journey with their diet I think that's a good tip. Is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah, I'm just, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Well, I think some people look at diets and they're like, it doesn't work. And it's like, well, what are you trying to gain? And what about it doesn't work? I mean, you, some of these fad diets, I think people like get in, you got to have it be sustainable and be healthy, you know? Yeah, Andy talks about that too. That most fad diets, you do a diet for 20, 30 days and it's like nothing's going to, yeah, it's not going to stick. It's not time, yeah. yeah. Not going to form that habit in 30 days. What were you going to say for your answer to Kara's question? Oh, very similar. I don't think that athletics has anything to do with it, honestly. I think the basic starting point is just like understand that it's all up to you and educate yourself. You know, look at nutrition as something that you can always get better at and, and strive to get better at on a daily day basis. That's exactly what sports was. You know, if somebody came up to me and be like, oh, you're only healthy because you played football your whole life. Like, no, I... I had to just put on 30 pounds when I went to college and the way that I put on 30 pounds was eating Jack's pizzas at night. Like that's not healthy. No, I just had to put on weight. Whether that was healthy weight or bad weight is a no point. It was bad weight. (laughs) So it wasn't until pretty recently that- you looked really good. Yeah. I mean, you're- I was part of the strength and conditioning program that day in and day out, that definitely had something to do with it. Nutrition is not about looking good. Nutrition is about feeling good. Your joints feel good. Your brain feels good. Your digestive system feels good. Your sleep schedule feels good. Like there's all of very, more important, you know, like the, the way that you look is honestly the least important aspect of having a healthy nutrition. And unfortunately, all those other things are, are very overlooked in terms of what people are going for. You know, what do you hear with all of these diets, these fat diets that come out, like lose 30 pounds in 30 days? Like that, why is that the main focus? Like mm-hmm. if you focus on a diet that's going to help you in all these other areas, like having a better looking body is going to just be a byproduct of it straight in. Going straight out. Yeah. yeah. That, that shouldn't be the focus of it at all. But just like try and educate yourself, you know, um, look at the food groups that in any nutrition book in any, in any study that any scientists are telling you are, are good for your brain are good for your heart and 
just ask yourself, like, do I eat anything like that? And at the bare minimum, just cut out processed foods like fast food. It's borderline not food, really. And, um, Eat, Move, Sleep, the, one of the books I'm reading right now, he says to think about every single thing you put in your body as a net gain or a net loss, because it's going to be one of those. If you're sitting there and you're like eating McDonald's, like net loss, like basically lost that win with yourself over that meal. Yeah. Or even that bite or the ice cream or the Diet Coke. It's either going to be hurting you or helping you. Mm-hmm. And that has been helping me a lot recently. And food too. Like food has two different components to it. It's the energy source for our bodies to function. For It's literally our life source, but it also needs to have like a satisfactory component into it as well. So try and focus on those two things, you know, like you don't have to cut out every single food that you like because, oh my gosh, it's, it's bad for me. It's like, no, the more that you cut out the things that you crave, the more you're going to crave them and the harder it's going to be for you to implement a sustainable, healthy diet in the long term. you know, like maybe have a cheat meal once a week. You, you eat the foods that, that you love like pancakes or, you know, for me, hot tamales, oh my gosh, sugar in general, but don't just cut out everything because it's supposed to be bad for you because it's just going to make it way harder to have a sustainable, healthy diet. And then over time, I think you'll just like want it less Yeah, because that's how it was when I went vegan. Cutting out cheese was so, so, so hard for me. Like I just wanted queso. I wanted cheese on everything still. And then after a few months, Brian was like, cheese who? Just like forgot. And cheese used to be like, part of my identity. It's like wine and cheese girl. That's all I wanted all the time. Like literally ate that for dinner every night. And now two years later, I'm like, nah, don't eat either. So it can happen. And I think even like the biggest thing that I think people ask me is like, they're so overwhelmed by a food label. And if you're overwhelmed by a food label, it means there's probably too many ingredients on it that you shouldn't eat it. But you know, you can kind of start to read between the lines. And I always think of ice cream, like there's vanilla ice cream that you can get that's literally milk, sugar, and that's it. And vanilla. It's three ingredients. Like if you want ice cream, eat that ice cream instead of the one ice cream that's got corn syrup, corn starch, every single oil that's not good for you that's just designed to make it last longer and taste sweeter. And Yeah, you don't have to completely cut something out. Like Clay said, just maybe choose those products that are more clean, less ingredients, ingredients you can pronounce. That's probably the biggest thing I've done because I'm not perfect, not claiming to be at all. Still have a sweet tooth. Still like to eat Chick-fil-A every once in a while, but it's just more making those day-to-day habits, not keeping things in my house that are tempting, buying things that are clean. Back in that same book, they were talking about how over evolution, we were taught to want sweet things because like the fruits that were naturally sweet, we were taught, okay, those are safe to eat. Those taste good. I can eat those. And then the poisonous ones were not sweet. So we were like, okay, stay away from that. And over time, that's why we all developed a sweet tooth because we were taught that sugar is safe. It's okay to eat. So go ahead in time. And they just kept adding more and more and more sugar, teaching our brain, like, this is safe to eat. This is okay. You should eat more of this. And now everyone's addicted to sugar. We are. It's like literally, it's like the tobacco thing, alcohol came next and now it's sugar. Like cutting out sugar is seriously so hard. I'm, I have not done it yet. Like, oh, to think about trying to have a sugar-free diet for me right now, it'd be impossible hundred percent. And that's not even sugar from like candy or anything. That's just sugar from regular foods, pastas. They find a way to put sugar into pastas. It's like, what? Do you eat sugar, Connor? I eat honey and fruit. Uh, but nothing like simple sugar or cane sugar, okay. processed sugar, yeah, processed sugar. Like, honey's my, you know, substitute in the morning on like oatmeal with blueberries. That's probably the extent of my sugar consumption yeah. during the day. So, so with that, yeah, I think that was good. <laughs> 
Biggest tip, obviously, is to educate yourself. Find some podcasts. Find some books. Do we want to talk about really quick, like maybe our relationships, how we keep fun relationships? Do you guys want to go first? Do you want us to go first? Happy to. You guys go. Um, We're hogging the mic. (laughs) I think we'll really quick rebrief like me and Connor's relationship because we met in college, dated for like three years. Once I decided to apply for a job in New York City, we decided to take a break, but it was actually just a breakup. We like totally broke up. That was after college, like a year after college. (laughs) We both just like were little lost souls. Connor didn't know what he wanted to do with his life. I wanted to apply for this job and it was just like, well, would Connor move to New York City? You didn't want to live in New York City. And I was like, well, I don't want you to live somewhere where you'd be miserable. And so we just decided it was best to break up. But then like six months later, I was calling, (laughs) begging to get back together. And then we got back together. (laughs) So it was a short lived breakup. Um, Is that how you would tell that story? Yeah. I mean, I think it was was, um, beneficial for sure. Yeah. Because we grew as people and we were not happy. I don't think before we broke up, because there's just like that lingering question over our relationship that I knew she wanted to move somewhere else. And I was still trying to get healthy and I was thinking about law school and just wasn't realistic in New York. But yeah. And like, it was literally that moment in both of our lives. It was probably like 10 months after we graduated college in 2018, where it was just like, neither of us had figured out our thing. And I think that's totally okay. If like you're someone who's listening is in that stage where maybe there was someone and you both just like, don't have it figured out, but it only feels like the only option is to do something together, go to a city together and like someone is maybe not, you know, they're kind of missing out on what they want to do. I feel like it's totally fine to just take a break or go your separate ways. And if things are meant to work out, like it's meant to be, and it totally worked out. So we reconnected like six months later, Connor had found a career that he was passionate about because before then you were also freelancing and you were happy with that, but like you knew that wasn't going to be your full thing. And so like we both had our things figured out six months down the road and honestly pretty quick time. And yeah, have been dating since then. So all in all, we've been dating for what, six years minus that little six month break. But yeah, we were long distance after college because you were living in St. Louis. I was living in Omaha at my parents' house. So we were long distance for like 10 months. And then when I lived in New York City, we were long distance for like another six months. Then COVID hit (laughs) and then we were together all the time. So yeah, that's our relationship. And I would say like what's been best for us. I feel like we're both very independent and have trust in each other. Like, I feel like the biggest core of our relationships is trust. When we were talking about doing this episode, that's kind of what I was thinking about. I was like, I've never once had to worry about what Connor's doing. I don't feel like he ever has to worry about what I'm doing. We do our own things. We have our own friends. We have our own lives. Like we're together all the time, but we could also just like go do our own thing. If he wants to go hang out with his friends on a Friday, I'm not like up his butt about it. (laughs) Or like if I want to go somewhere (laughs) for a weekend with my friends, he's not like, why are you going to someone's birthday weekend and Lake of the Ozarks? You know what I mean? Like there's no doubting each other. So I feel like that makes for a great relationship. Well, I think it goes back to being healthy too. You don't, Mm -hmm. if you're not anxious, then you're not too worried about those things because you just trust each other. And if if I was worried about how many trips she took, it would never work because she's gone (laughs) all the time. Like I just, she could tell me tomorrow that she's going to like some random island in the middle of the ocean. I would just be like, all right, see you in four weeks. Like I would not be surprised at all. So Yeah. And that goes with like, yeah, exactly what you said. Living a healthy lifestyle. We're both confident. Like we both feel good. When you feel good, you treat others well. I feel like that's kind of 
our spark notes of our life and our relationship. Margo holds it all together. Yeah. <laughs> Connor got Margo in May of 2020. So she's a COVID puppy. And what would you say? I mean, that's also, yeah, such a big part of our relationship now. I was like going for W-A-L-K's with her. I can't say that all lot. Spending time together with her. It's helpful too, like when you're on trips and you just have like a dog too or vice versa if like I'm out and I don't know, I feel more comfortable like with her home and a 90 pound German shepherd watching her. Side note, we're obsessed with our dog. (laughs) Yeah. So quick question in that six month period where you guys took that mini break, was there like immediately when you guys got back together, I say it like you got back together might not be considered that way or not, but like, was there just a substantial shift that you just knew was different right away? And you're like, okay, I know that we're, we're ready. (laughs) We're both not going to work now. Oh Yeah. I think you should answer. Well, I think one, we're both living at our parents' house. Like the long distance was easier when you were in New York, I would say, than it was when she was in Omaha because you knew when you were seeing that person. Like I knew I was taking a trip to New York at this time, which this is probably a little bit ahead of the question, but I feel like that was kind of an issue with beforehand and just like that lingering over the head and just like constant communication. And because when I was in Omaha, Omaha to St. Louis is like six and a half hours. So I could just decide like the day before if I wanted to go see Connor for the weekend where I'm actually a horrible planner ahead of time. <laughs> Cause now that I have a life where I just can get booked on trips really last minute, I feel like it's translated into my personal life where like, I just like doing things last minute. And I think that when we lived so close together, I would just not plan a weekend. I don't know. It would be like, okay, I'm coming to see you tomorrow. And that was like horrible communication skills. Do not recommend that. Yeah. I feel like if you're in a long distance <laughs> relationship, you should plan out when you're seeing each other because that was like, yeah, actually that was my toxic trait. That like was a huge part of why a relationship was going for horribly because I would just <laughs> not make time to see Connor or like, I'd be like, okay, can you come tomorrow? And he's like, wait, what? Like, why can't I just drop everything to come? Or you would do that. And then you would ask me like, two weeks later, like, Hey, can you drive to St. Louis this weekend? I'd be like, why are you asking me the day before? (laughs) And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. But I'd say like after the six month break, when we like got back together, it was just immediate deference. Like we both, like, I felt like we were just not the best versions of ourselves towards. And it was like really sad almost to like see her not happy and vice versa and just like letting that go. And then I don't know. I remember thinking like, has she changed for good or is this just temporary? And you just think it'll work out. And then like, right when we got back together, I'm like, Oh, there she is. That's like the person that I love and that I missed. And definitely was not, I wasn't that person and she wasn't that person towards the end, but it just immediately felt like easy again. And like, we felt okay with where we are in our lives. And, Margo's barking and in happy. agreement. <laughs> yeah. No, that just really goes to show how, when you're in that in between phase in life where you're in an unhappy job or like, I, that's my point or that was my case. I was living in Omaha at my parents' house, not fulfilling. I feel like my skills and my talent and that led me to be so unhappy in my relationship. Like it just translated all over. So back to Clay's point at the beginning of the episode, like life is short. Sometimes you need to figure out your stuff and be selfish and 
realize that maybe the job or the thing you're doing isn't making you happy and take action. Because once we both did, then like, yeah, we were immediately ourselves again. And listening to you guys say all of that, I think it's important to note that you guys didn't necessarily know what was going to come after, but Mm -hmm. you knew that you guys needed to break up or you knew that you needed to like quit that job or get out of that situation. And I think it's okay to not have a plan of what's going to happen after because it will come. The second you just get out of that, the whole world of opportunity opens because you're not jaded by only thinking about it from the perspective that you were in. Mm-hmm. And you have such a healthier mind, you know, when you're, when you're unhappy, it's just that toxicity bleeds into everything, you know, like you're not optimistic about anything. You're, you're just in like a perpetual state of under the cloud, you know, and that doesn't allow you to look at life, how life is supposed to be looked at. So once you like take that step, then yeah, an opportunity that may have, maybe it presented itself every single week for a full year, but until you like got out of that toxic environment that you were unhappy in, then immediately you're going to notice that opportunity and be like, oh my gosh, how did I not notice this before? But can't be, can't be your best self to everybody else until you're your best self to yourself. That was a lot of yourselves. Self, self. If you guys want to know more about Clay and I's relationship, Clay and I did a whole podcast episode of Just Us Two and Kara was in Morocco and it's super lengthy and we go pretty in depth to how we met and yep. our current life situation but it's so similar to you guys though like just awesome seeing i had goosebumps and butterflies in my stomach hearing you guys talk about that because i was like that's so cool because that's i could just tell how much you guys love each other and how you guys talk about each other and seeing the excitement on your faces when you talk about it because they're cheesing so hard yeah, right now i <laughs> i can so see cute. it because i i feel the exact same way with us so that just made me so happy hearing you guys talk about all that. Yeah. I really liked hearing Connor talk about how much he trusts you too. Like, oh, when you're gone, like that doesn't bother me. You could be gone for four weeks and like, you know, it's going to be the same right when she gets back. Yeah. And I think that's something that you have to realize. Like, I think I had to realize and it wasn't easy. You have to like come to grips with like, this is who she is, you know, take it or leave it. Like she travels, she likes <laughs> to do it. Like, who would I be to say like, you can't go on that trip because you went on this trip. Like it's just controlling. She's going to be miserable. And I'm glad we took that time and it like sucked. And I obviously didn't want to break up. Like we we both didn't want to break up, but like glad we kind of had that all or nothing mentality, got that out of the way because now it's like, we're in it for the long run. Mm -hmm. So in terms of like with lifestyle and everything too, um, what type of things do you guys do together to like, make your own life with each other better, make the other person's life better, just foster, you know, that healthy relationship that you guys have. You wanna... I mean, we're so boring. I feel like we're well, just like we grandparents at this point. Like, we usually cook dinner together and oh, like yeah. stuff like that. We go to the gym together usually, even though we're not working out together, it's just something we do. Mm-hmm. Um, get coffee a lot on the weekends, go for walks, you know, yeah. just stuff like that. To, yeah, no, I was going to say we do like a walk every Saturday morning. We, we walk to a coffee shop. It's kind of like a routine. Take Margot. But I feel like just having something like that that you do either every week or every month, I feel like that's always great because then you can have that something, you can have that activity to look forward to. Maybe like a walk or... Well, I think the biggest thing, I think you guys talked about earlier, just like when you said you went on the picnic and you just didn't have your phones. I think that's our biggest thing is once I'm on my phone all day at work, like when I'm home, I'm off my phone. You know, I don't want to be on it and just waste that time looking at social media and other stuff, which is easy to do, um, but enjoy each other's company more than get lost in things. Yeah, I think just trying to be self-aware about how much time we spend on our phones. That's something we are always pushing each other to do is like, all right, get off your phone. (laughs) 
Um, what about you guys? What's some fun things that you guys like to do? Well, currently we work out. Like that's <laughs> yeah. all we do. We plan our workouts. We take showers after workouts. We stretch after we work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, but we also have kind of implemented no TV and movie watching into our 75 hard, which wasn't even on purpose, but I really, we're on like day 21 now of this. And you are, well, ish or whatever. And I looked at him like yesterday morning. I was like, we haven't even turned the TV on in three weeks at all. And there's no Netflix in bed. So we charge our phone in the living room. And so we don't take our phones to bed. Mm -hmm. So we either talk, which Clay hates, or or we read. Side note after you finish your comment on that. No, no, no. You can, Clay just like, Clay gets into the bed and he falls asleep and I need like an hour to wind down. So I'm like, let's have pillow talk. And he's like, last night he like arm brushed me. He's like, babe, I love you to death, but I'm going to bed. (laughs) I love listening to you talk, but (laughs) I also love getting enough sleep in order to function the next day. And it's midnight and I was going to get up at 7 a.m. And I said, well, I didn't know. Uh, Yeah. And I was like, I know that's why I just told you right now. (laughs) And I did let it go on for like five to 10 minutes. And I was like, okay, that was the last comment she was going to make. And then she's like, and I was like, okay, there's another one. And then she was like, and, and after like five to 10 minutes, I was like, exactly, babe, I love you to death, but I'm getting up at 7am tomorrow. So I need to go to bed right now. I think five to 10 minutes is short. I could talk for an hour and a half in bed. I know. I was ready to go to bed. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, do you guys talk in bed before you go to sleep? <laughs> she she just like, you'll be in the middle of a conversation and she'll just be like in the middle of her thought and she'll just be asleep. So it does it like she's literally might be narcoleptic or. <laughs> That's yeah. literally Clay too. I feel like me and Connor have the same wavelength in the relationship <laughs> and Karen and Clay. I yeah. fall asleep so fast. Same. I feel like I've and once been, I'm asleep, I'm out. Same. I feel like I've been better about it, like falling asleep earlier. But I used to be up all night, and she just like there's no once she could say like I'm going to take a nap right now, like standing the like sitting like this, and you'd be like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, she'll be like, "I'm going to take a three minute nap," and I'm like, "What?" And then next thing I know, she's like. Just asleep, <laughs> just like for three minutes, and then she'll wake up three minutes later. And be like, I feel great. Like what? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. It's like a superpower. She's the only person I've ever met that's going to be like, you know, I'm feeling a 15 minute nap right now. I'm like, sure enough, 15 minute nap. She's out. Yeah, I literally got in I've, trouble at oh work for that because we'd be on like video shoots, and I was we'd have like a 30 minute break, and I I literally said I'm gonna take a nap, and I literally got yelled at by our lead producer like you cannot <laughs> nap during a work day. I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like, <laughs> it just works for me, but yeah, that's gonna bad. help me be more productive for the rest <laughs> of the work day. No, I, yeah. I know so many people who religiously stand by power naps throughout the day, like <laughs> five five to ten minute naps, and, and I, me, I'm like. Man, if I I just can't do naps because if I fall asleep, then I'm I'm asleep. You know, there's there's no nap for me. But oh my god, Sam, I don't think I've ever taken a nap in my life. Maybe if I was brutally hungover <laughs> and I just slept till noon. But I think that that would be a progression of the night before. But I get like anxiety if I'm trying to nap. Well, your brain just races at uh, 10 billion miles per hour at every second of every day, whether it's nighttime or daytime. Correct. Which is awesome. Or while I'm sleeping. Oh my gosh. But the yeah. healthy things that we do is that we don't charge our phone in bed so that we wake up to the first alarm. We We've been cooking at home so yes, much more wow. now. We both really 
and it really kind of started with like the 75 hard yeah. challenge of just like having to adhere to a diet. Um, well, cause you're doing macro mm-hmm. and I'm vegan. So like kind of hard to find places that are, but it's also really fun because we'll find a thing that we can do as a base. So like we'll chop up a bunch of peppers, some mushrooms, broccoli, cauliflower, and then maybe put like some vegan, um, teriyaki sauce or like some type of sauce that can go on it. And then I'll just like put a chicken breast in the oven. So it like kind of makes us think about what, what we can do to where we both eat. Cause a lot of the times, like we're both just in the kitchen making our own thing, but I think those are the most fun times when we have, Oh, we're going to eat a similar, we're going to eat the same meal as each other tonight. It's always kind of cute. I should rephrase, we should rephrase. Clay will be doing that. And then the second he steps in, I just disappear (laughs) from any activities because (laughs) I don't really like to cook as much. So I'll be starting doing something and then Clay doesn't like the way I chop up anything (laughs) and, or I put it in the wrong pan or use the wrong spatula. So then it's really convenient because I can just stop doing stuff and then I can start like making TikToks and looking on Pinterest and bothering him oh, while he's cooking. So maybe you do it on purpose because <laughs> you know that I'm going to come in and be like, no, 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 you're doing this wrong. Let me do it. <laughs> and then I'm off the hook. Oh my God. That reminds me of during quarantine, Connor would just start saying, I just really like the way you make the chicken. Like it just tastes better. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it does it. Okay. Yeah, it's just, it's just better when you do it. Can you make it tonight? Oh my God, I hate you. Um, but I'm the same way with you with, with chopping things like she chops too slow. So I gotta, I gotta, I have a problem with taking over on certain activities. I probably should uh, work on that. No, it's fine. Keep it up. Please take over. I'll also go make TikToks. That's another thing we do too. Allison is not a huge fan of cooking and I am not a huge fan of doing laundry. Whereas oh, I yeah. love cooking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd say I love cooking, but I'm starting to love cooking a lot more. And Allison. Do you love doing laundry? You like doing laundry. I thoroughly enjoy the outcome. Yeah. So that was our thing. We're like, okay, so you can fold all the laundry and do all that and I'll do all the cooking and it works really great. And at first the other person would feel bad about it. Like I would kind of feel bad if I just put my smoothie cup in the sink and didn't rinse it out. And he would be like, it's okay. Like I can fold it. And then we both, after a certain point of time, we are like, no, we're not going to feel bad about not doing the thing we want to do because the other person's going to do their corner. We're just going to stick to it. And we found a lot of chores around the house like that, that one person just does it and survive. It yeah. Highly recommend. Go through a little chore list and say, and that kind of worked when I used to have an assistant too. One day we made a list of weird activities that we both liked doing and weird activities that we hated. And like, she loved watering the plants. And I was like, Oh, that's your favorite thing to do here. I fucking hate watering the plants. Go for it. Like, I don't know. You don't sure know. Thing. Yeah. Unless the person tells you. Yeah. What's your guys' least and favorite chores? I think Connor has an answer because the way. You well, it just smoking. seems like a really fair trade for one person to do laundry and the other person to do another task. Cause I got a little reprimanded for not folding my laundry after I mowed the yard. And I told her I will happily fold the laundry and she could mow the yard, which she didn't think that was a fair trade, which. And no, the, the beef was that there were like eight shirts. I just didn't want to hang up with his. And I was like, can you just hang these up? And then that's where it all. That's where it all started. You can just mow the lawn. Oh, went downhill from there. I'm like, no, these are just the eight shirts that I'm just so done with. Can you just hang them up? But no. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think assigning tasks is good. Okay, when you guys are about to be in a tiff like that, do you guys like actually fight? Or are you <laughs> no, just, we're like, just like laughing, yeah. yelling. I'm just always laughing. Oh, Mars. Yeah, that's No, they too. fight. They're liars. <laughs> <laughs> like no. we definitely don't like actually fight. No. 
no, I think we realize when a fight is potentially coming and we're like, Hey, there's an issue that could be happening with us right now. It's like, here's where it's stemming from. I say what I think about it. You say what you say about it. And then once we have all that out there, we can be like, Oh, okay. Come to a conclusion. No fight ever happens. Yeah. Good tip. Okay. So really back in, that was kind of just like a general <laughs> combo, which I think is great about relationships, healthy living, but I think we can answer questions now. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. Q and A. And again, if you listen to last week's episode, we had people sending questions on our Instagram. So let's get to them. Um, how does your partner support your healthy habits? Uh, well, Connor makes my healthy habits. I feel like I feel like he's <laughs> the one influencing me. So if anything, how do I support your healthy habits? Just being supportive, I guess. <laughs> she goes on trips that makes it easier. <laughs> <laughs> she just gets She's just not here. So <laughs> what do I want to eat for dinner? Uh, chicken and rice? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys have a better answer for that? (laughs) I think we both genuinely know that the other person just like wants to continuously grow and continue to be a better version of themselves. And like you rubbed that off onto me. Like before I met you and we started dating, I was just kind of like, Oh, I'm good. I'm going to go through life. Um, And just seeing you like want to want to be better every single day, like helps me want to be better every single day. But then we know that each other wants to be like that. So we actively like when you go and do a workout and you tell me about it, like I'm so enthusiastic. I'm like, hell yeah, babe. Like that's badass. The workout that you just did. And like just the support factor, I think. Yeah. And not being like one upping each other. Yeah. hundred percent. It's never a competition. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrating the other person's success without having to like tout your own at the same time. Yeah. Um, Well, I guess while it's on topic, the next question is, do you think healthy lifestyle changes such as 75 hard or easier with a partner? And I would say 100% because then your like schedule is just kind of the same. Your groceries are the same. If you have to read the 10 pages, like whatever you're doing, it's just easier to have another person to hold you accountable or like little things like that. Well, were you were in bed and I was like, did you take your progress picture? Oh, you were yeah. like, no. Nope. Thank so you like so much. Easy little reminders. If you know your partner is trying to reach a goal and being like, I know life got busy. Did you like grab your water or did you remember to send that email? And it's a motivation factor too. Like if I'm forgetting to do something, you're like, did you do that? like, oh, no, I didn't do that. You're like, oh, I'm like, did you do that? You're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. I definitely <laughs> got to do it then. Yeah. Are there any other questions that are in there, Kara? Yeah. Um, I thought this one was interesting. And I think Connor and Clay might have some good advice for this one. Um, it says, anonymous, my boyfriend is doing a bodybuilding prep right now. And he has been unhappy, not himself. How do I support him without feeling like a bother? I'm feeling sad about the change in our relationship. Any advice would help. I would just come and ask him, you know, you're not going to be a bother because you genuinely, whoever this is, you genuinely love him. And you're going to be asking that question out of like love and empathy. So just ask him, like, I I just noticed like that, that you've just been a little bit like more down lately, you know, maybe there's a more tactful way of saying it, but just like find a way to bring, bring that point up. Us, us dudes are very shielded in terms of uh, emotional capacity a lot of the time. Maybe he's not satisfied with his progress that he's had or, you know, maybe maybe he's trying to cut weight and he's doing it in an unhealthy way and he doesn't even know it, but he's not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about stuff like that when that happens until Allison asked me about it and then 
I'm so much more apt once it's there in front of me to actually explain how I'm feeling. You're not going to be a boss and he's not going to think that you're trying to be a boss because you're coming at him and you're doing it like a a bossy way, doing it in a bossy way. You're coming at it and you're doing it from a point of empathy and and wanting him to be happy and be his best version of himself. And I think he'll respect that. He's probably just tired. That's what I was going to say. If you're cutting or if you're just like beating your body up, I mean, it just, it takes a lot out. Got to recover, but I think you're 100% right. I don't think I would ever get mad at you if you came at me in a way that was supportive and not like, you've been really like annoying recently. Then you get defensive and yeah. I think the best tip that Connor ever brought to our relationship was from what your entry level freshman year college course, healthy relationships, what was that class called? Behavioral relationships, something like that. Behavioral relationships that was like, yeah, a sophomore year, freshman year class. Every time you have a problem, with a partner, just make sure you're making I statements instead of you statements. Like you're being really cranky lately. You'd be like, I just feel like I'm being treated differently. I feel like not coming at it as attacking or just giving your perspective. I feel like that's actually like one of the best relationship tips I've heard. Cause you never want someone to feel like you're attacking them. Instead of being like, you never text me. Be like, I just don't feel like we talk enough via text, like just making those eye changes will really make that person listen more instead of being on the defensive. Yeah, I couldn't agree more because not only is it not attacking, but it's also like as a guy, sometimes we just overlook things. Um, And we do like once it's brought to our attention of if some like if, if Allison brings something to my attention that like I'm doing something that bothers her, well, then I feel really bad about it. I don't want to do anything that puts her into a negative mind space or something that makes her sad because that's just absolutely not my intention in anything that we do. But if I'm doing something and I don't even think about it, then I don't think that I'm doing anything wrong. So yeah, if you come at it and I don't feel like I'm being attacked and it's just trying to bring the subject to the forefront of the discussion, then yeah, I feel bad about it. And I'm way more likely to think about it in an in-depth manner and figure out how to make that change. The episode has come to its natural ending and we're all headed home we're all going to go make some dinner. We eat dinner so late. I know. I've had more times that I've eaten dinner at 11 o'clock and then gone to bed at midnight. I'm like, who the heck eats dinner at 11 o'clock? This was terrible. Like, you probably shouldn't do that. But 9, 9 30, 10 o'clock dinner. Here we come. Well, <laughs> I think we definitely need to do another episode like this. Definitely stay tuned for more. Thanks again, Connor and Clay, for coming on. This was really fun. It was fun. That's yeah. a that's a tip. Go make podcasts with your friends and just have your boyfriends on and your girlfriends. And that's what you can do for fun. <laughs> yeah. While your brother is cooking dinner in the background <laughs> <laughs> FaceTiming his friends. I mean, it's perfect. It's fair. It's nine o'clock. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Already Friends. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. See you, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. It means the world to us that you are listening, liking, subscribing, and following us on Instagram. We are really trying to build up our rating in Apple Podcasts. So if you could leave a review, we are a review and a rating. We are doing a giveaway at the end of the year for AirPod Pros. So Kara is going to tell you how you can enter that giveaway. Yes. So to be entered into this giveaway, you need to leave a five-star rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. Go ahead and click five star, write a little snippet about what you're enjoying with the podcast, and then screenshot that and send it to our Instagram at we're already friends. That way you'll be entered. We'll see it. And yeah, we're doing the drawing at the end of the year. So again, thank you for your support. It really means the world to us and it lets us keep doing what we're doing. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next time.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.